provocative podcast. All right, guys. So I missed last week. I have been sick. Um, you can hear it in my voice. I'm still a little raspy. So <clears throat> if I start coughing, I'm so sorry. I have my water here, but it's been that tomorrow will be two weeks that I've been sick. And every day, well, like every other day, I feel better. And then I'm like, it's going to go away. And then it comes back harder or my cough is harder or my throat is worse or my ear starts hurting. Like it's one thing or another. And like the cough will get better, but the sore throat will get worse. And it's just been, it's been a shit show guys. I hate being sick. Um, I just don't like the way I feel. I feel so sluggish. I feel, you know, sometimes when you, you're sick for like a week, it's fine. But being sick for two weeks is just it's too much. I'm over it. But that's what's been going on. I've been sick. And then to be honest, my uh, mental health has been a little bit eh this last uh, two weeks. As you guys know, I've been dealing with the post-show shit. I just want to say shit because it's been shit, okay? All month of January, I was dealing with it. I told you guys, you know, I was taking it easy and letting my body recover. And I got my period, which was great. But my body was still hurting. And so uh, I did my blood work two weeks ago just to see how everything was. And estrogen levels and testosterone came back looking good. Like, they're getting better um, what was up was my glucose levels. Um, and the person explaining it to me, I went with Trinsen to, to, cause the blood result thing, blood test was through them. So someone called me and went over the blood results with me last week, last Tuesday. And, uh, she was like, your glucose levels are really high, which means your body is telling me that it's inflamed. And she's like, especially cause you just competed. It makes total sense. She was like, basically asking me like how, what I've been doing recently, and I told her, I was like, you know, I do spin three, four days a week. Um, then I do Stairmaster in the days I don't do spin. And then I work out five days a week. She was like, that is way too much stress you're putting on your body. Um, she was like, I need you to take that down to three to four days a week max for training. Your training intensity needs to change and needs to come down a lot. And then she was like, and absolutely no spin, nothing that's going to elevate your heart rate over 120. She's like walking. I know like I want you to walk it steps in, but that's about it. Um, she's like, we need to get your body back down to normal because right now it's showing me like that you're really high and like your body is is inflamed. And she's like, how do you feel? And I'm, I'm like, to be honest, I feel like garbage. Like I've been pushing and pushing every day because as a trainer, as an athlete, you're you're kind of taught to like, okay, push, push your limits. And with prep, obviously you push your limits, right? You're, even if you're exhausted, you go, you show up for yourself. And I've always been that type of person. So not showing up for myself now was just not, it's not a question. Like I was going to go regardless if I'm in pain or not. Well, she's like, you know, I need you to throw everything that you know out the window. Um, this whole calories in calories out needs to go until your body is back to normal because right now it's just you're gonna do yourself more harm by pushing yourself more than you are if you just stay home and relax and low we need to lower down your stress levels and I was like at lower down my stress levels I don't know what that is because I have been constantly stressed the last month and a half and uh it's just, it's been hard. I took, uh, I got off the phone and I started crying and like, you know, she was like, it's going to be more mental game than anything because you have to throw away everything you've learned. And, um, I just, it's been really hard. I'm a person who loves exercise, who loves the endorphins that I get after spin and running and things like that. So not being able to do the things that you love, um, is hard. And then obviously just looking at myself in the mirror has been hard lately, which is going to 
you know, it will lead us into today's topic, which is body dysmorphia. Um, and it's just hard, uh, waking up every day and not feeling your best. The one thing I will say is it was nice having an outside source tell me, Hey, you need to relax because, you know, sometimes if it's by yourself, like you're like, no, you lazy piece of garbage, like you're not going to relax. And as soon as she told me to relax, that I needed to relax, I could feel how exhausted my body was. Like, I feel like I had just turned on the switch to ignore it. And like that next day I was like, fuck, like my body is exhausted. And I had been like, I had been telling Chris, like, don't touch me because it hurts. Like he would come up and hug me and my arms would be in so much pain. And like even putting a small amount of pressure on my thighs is like, oh my God, I'm in pain. Like my body feels like it's a huge bruise, if that makes sense. And so it's gotten better, but by like 10%. So even like yesterday I took a bath because my legs, I touched my quad and it was like so inflamed. So it's just been hard guys. And then like, you know, looking at myself in the mirror hasn't been easy. Like, you know, you go from being super shredded to like, back to a little bit normal. I mean, I don't even know, like your whole mental perception of who you are is so fucked up. Like, I'm like, do I look like I did before prep or do I look worse? Like in my head, I feel like I look worse than I did before prep. And everyone around me is like, no, you've added some weight. Yes. But like, you look great. Chris is constantly telling me he loves the way my body looks. Like my friends, like my ass has gotten bigger to the point where people think I have a BBL. Like I'm Got one in a week, basically, and went back to the gym, which makes no, absolute no sense. And if I did get a BBL, my ass would be a lot bigger than it is now, okay? I would have chosen the extra large, okay? So, I, like, there's things that I like, and I'm trying not to focus on my body so much, but it's really hard when my whole job and everything around me is basically needs me, to, my body to be not perfect, but close to perfect. And so it's been hard guys. I've mentally been struggling, but, and I've actually been getting a lot of questions about body dysmorphia, which is weird because I haven't really talked about it. I don't want to spread my negative energy on anyone. I don't want to put, I don't want to go on my stories and be like, Hey guys, I'm like going through a hard time. Like I just don't like to play the victim card. Um, but I will say I'm sharing, sharing it in today's episode because I want you to know that you're not alone if you're going through this and things that are helping me and the steps that I'm taking towards getting better and a little bit of the things that I learned um, researching body dysmorphia. So we'll get into today's topic in just a sec. Um, So secondly, uh, I've been really busy planning a Galentine. So I've also been really busy this week. I've had a lot of work stuff. I told you guys I was rebranding my website. Um, on top of that, you know, I'm, I've been taking my content to a next level, just trying to new things, making new videos on Instagram and TikTok, and going back at it, which is like a full-time job as you guys know. And then, um, rebranding my website has been like, uh, just taking a lot of my time because I've been, uh, redoing a lot of my ebooks and things like that and then obviously my clients I'm like at a really good point with all my clients I am taking more clients um if you guys are interested but it's only going to be a certain amount more because I don't think I can handle much more than I'm, I'm handling now and then um just with everything else I have going on and then I decided to plan a galentine's and then I decided the same week that I'm planning the galentine's to do a sip and shop with me. So it's like, I have these events and my Galentine's I'm doing 
So I decided to do a Galentine's for my closest, closest friends. Like it's only like five of us, six of us. And so um, it, it was more of like, oh yeah, it's to celebrate Galentine's, but it was more of a like a way for me to say thank you to the girls that are coming for having my back during prep for whatever they contributed, which was a lot, a lot of emotional support. Every person that is invited to my dinner Help me emotionally, help me mentally. Were there doing cardio with me or sent me flowers to remind me that they were thinking about me? Were constantly sending me voice memos to remind me how strong I was. Like every single person that is coming me is very special to me. So I wanted to do like a like a thank you dinner for them. So I'm doing everything I told them. I'm like, I just want you guys to show up, dress cute. That's the only only thing I want. You guys gotta dress nice and. Uh, yeah, so I'm really excited. I have a whole thing planned. I'm actually recording it for TikTok because it's going to be one of those, okay? I have a whole thing planned for my girls. So I'm really excited. It's just been a lot of trying to get all the small. I'm a small detail person because I'm a Virgo and I like everything to be super detailed. So, and I'm making everything. I'm cooking the dinner. I'm making a, uh, a cake, everything, okay? Of course I am, because that's just me. I always go extra to do everything. And I have a wonderful husband who's probably going to have to be helping me on Friday. Um, but I'm really excited for it. It's just been that on top of everything else. And then I'm doing a sip and shop at Athletic Empire this Saturday, which means I am I have a ton of clothes, guys, a ton of clothes. And as a social media influencer, 90% of the time you wear things just once because after you get a picture, it's like, OK, I can't get another picture in it. So I have a lot of clothes that I'm literally giving away for like cheap, like dresses that I bought for a hundred bucks. I'm selling them for 20 bucks, like, and then I wore one. So I have a lot of stuff that I'm basically just wanting to get rid of. I have no more space in my closets. And I said closets because all three of my home closets are full. Okay. I am eventually going to convert one of my rooms into a full size closet. But for now I got to give shit away. Okay. So we're doing a sip and shop with me. Cause I'm going to be giving mimosas out from 10 to 12 at athletic empire. And then they're doing an open gym from 11 to four. So come on through, come buy some stuff and then you can go work out. They're going to have a DJ, which is so much fun. If you've never worked out with a live DJ, it's like the environment is so much better. And yes, even if it's crowded, it's like such a good vibe guys. When I love the gym, when it's a little packed because everyone's like feeding off everyone's energy. So it's going to be a good time. So come on through athletic empire on Saturday. All right. So that's pretty much it as far as catching you guys up into my life and what's been going on. But all right, let's, so let's get into, uh, today's topic of body dysmorphia. So I would have loved to have a guest to come on here and talk about body dysmorphia with me, but I didn't know anyone who personally has like dealt with dealt with this like I have and um or not even like I have because I don't feel like mine's on an extreme level but there's people who do suffer from body dysmorphia a lot so I wish I would have had someone else to, to to be able to give you guys some insight but I did as much research as I could have on the topic and I did find um something some stuff pretty interesting so when I looked up like what body dysmorphia was I was really like I was like kind of shocked at the fact that there's actual a definition for it. Cause I've always thought that like when people, when girls are like, Oh, I have a little bit of body dysmorphia. It's like something that just kind of rolls off the tongue. It's like, Oh, it's like, I just have a little bit of body dysmorphia. Like it's no big deal. And then when I was reading this, I was like, Oh no, this is actually a big deal. So the definition of body dysmorphia is 
A mental illness involving obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance. People with this disorder may frequently examine their appearance in the mirror, compare themselves to others, and avoid social situation and photos. Treatment may, treatment may include counseling and antidepressant medication, and it's also an anxiety disorder related to body image and closely related to OCD. I had no idea that it was actually categorized as a mental disorder. I thought, like I said, like I've, I hear people like kind of flow it out the tongue. I'll have a lot of bit, a little bit about it, dysmorphia. But reading this, I was like, man, this is like, it makes sense for me, at least with my anxiety and everything. When I, my anxiety and my stress is a little bit high, I tend to have a little bit more of a body dysmorphia. And reading that made me, and I do have a little bit of OCD. I don't know when it started happening, but it started happening as in my later 20s. Um, some days are worse than other days, but I am a little bit OCD. So it makes sense when I was reading this, I was like, okay, it makes a little bit of sense. But I also was like, well, I don't know if for me, it's enough to like, want to be on meds for something. I didn't even know you could take meds for that. And I think the meds that would come for that is like, uh, anxiety meds or depression meds. So it's not necessarily like a certain medication for just body dysmorphia, because as as I was reading, it was like it correlates to a lot of um, depression. And I put that because when you have more body dysmorphia, it's it when I was reading, it was saying it was almost a type of depression because you're so unhappy with the way that you look. And when you're depressed, what does that mean? Your serotonin serotonin levels are low. So it makes sense that the medication recommended is for anxiety medication or depression medication because body dysmorphia is basically a type of depression. And as I was thinking this, I was like, okay, it makes sense that I'm going through this right now because I do feel like my serotonin levels are low right now. Why? Because I haven't been really doing anything that I'm used to that brings up my serotonin levels. For me, a big thing is exercising in the morning. Like literally spin the reason i have been so like on this spin life is because my instructors talk about it every day when you leave class your endorphins are so high your serotonin levels are so high you are literally it feels like you're just on top you can literally conquer anything like you are so happy yes you're exhausted but your serotonin levels are so high and as i'm thinking i'm like damn this all makes sense because when i do spin the last thing I do when I come home is look at myself in the mirror and tell my, tell, tear myself apart. I don't come after spin and I'm like, damn, you look so fat today. Look at this roll. But no, when I come home after spin, I'm like, and I look worse, guys, because I'm a red as a tomato. My hair's a mess, but I'm like, damn, girl, you look good. Like you look tight. Your body feels tight because my serotonin levels are high and I'm feeling good. And so as I'm reading this, I'm like, damn, this all really does make sense. And like I said, after, like it's stuff that you don't even realize that you're doing. I was like, man, I don't even realize that I actually just do this naturally, that my serotonin levels are high. And then I naturally just applaud the way that I feel and look in the mirror. So right now that I'm not able to go to spin and not able to run and I'm not able to get my heart rate up and bring those serotonin levels up. I need to find a way to bring those up so that maybe that helps and I don't feel a little depressed because 
in a way, I do feel a little depressed. Not being able to move my body the way that I'm used to does make me feel depressed. And to be honest, I guarantee you guys, like if you are the type that well, rarely exercises, doesn't put much effort into exercises, I promise that if you were to start exercising, you would feel so much better and you wouldn't literally see what I'm saying. You would be like, damn, I actually feel better. Um, so I wrote down some things that could help with body dysmorphia that I've used in the past that I'm currently using now. Um, you know, cause for me, like some people are like, Oh, well just accept the way that you look and you should just, and you'll be fine. And it's like, no, that doesn't work all the time. You can't just, if you're unhappy with the way that you look, you're unhappy with the way that you look, right? You can't just be like, well, this is me. It doesn't, some people could, but that's like, that's not who I am. And especially if you're a person who holds yourself to higher standard, it's, it's not who you are. So this just accept it and move on thing doesn't work for me. And I'm sure it doesn't work for many of you. So I was like, okay, what tips can I give these ladies and tips that could help me so that we can work on this body dysmorphia? All right. So <clears throat> I also wrote down that body dysmorphia covers a lot of things. I want, I want to say that like for me, it's body image, right? For me, it's weight gain. But for others, it can mean that they feel like they're too small, right? For you, it may be like, hey, I have body dysmorphia because I'm so skinny and I don't like that I'm so skinny. Or I have body dysmorphia because the look at my face, it looks so fat and round. Or I have body dysmorphia because look at my skin elasticity, right? Elasticity, whatever. Skin texture, there we go. Um, it's so... It's so jackety from having babies or look at my cellulite. Like there's so many parts of body dysmorphia, but the one I'm going to talk about the most and the most common is the weight gain one. Just looking at yourself in the mirror and feeling fat and looking fat, even though you don't, you see yourself fat, even though you don't, you're not really fat. So that's the one that's the most common and the one that I'm going to be referring to the most. But there's a lot of things here that you can apply to your life if you're dealing with any other way. So <laughs> something that I recommend that has helped me in the past is, um, and this is number one is change your mindset to I'm exercising to be healthy and feel good and not to be X amount of weight or look a certain way. So, and this goes both directions and gaining and lose weight. I think the more pressure you put on yourself to start a healthy journey and to look a certain way, the more, body dysmorphia you're going to have because you are going to be more impatient you're going to look in the mirror and be like why am i not losing weight yet why am i not feeling abs yet why is my skin still look so flabby versus if you're eating healthy and you're exercising because you want to change your lifestyle because you want to feel better an internal thing right so when you start to eat better you start to feel better inside and you're just like hey you know what I'm eating good and I'm exercising because I want to feel better I want to have more energy throughout the day I want to have energy to go outside with my kids I want to have energy I want to be able to go upstairs without losing my breath like thinking of things like that will and honestly you'll lose weight like that you're gonna lose the weight like that but your focus is not on the weight and your focus is on man I feel good and, I, and it was taking me back to um, summer of last year where I was like on a roll. I just felt so good. I was exercising because I wanted to because I was enjoying the spin classes. I wasn't putting any pressure on losing weight. 
And I, when I look at my photos around that time, I was like, my arms were pretty thin. Like I was pretty top shape without even like really, honestly, without realizing I was in top shape, which is another part of body dysmorphia. But I wish I would have been like, damn, you look good. But I was just living my life, guys. I was living my lifestyle. I was eating healthy 80% of the week, going out to dinners with Chris on the weekends and enjoying myself. I like There was nothing more I loved than like waking up on a Saturday, going to spin class, coming home, eating breakfast, and then go training. And then we could do the rest of the, the things that we needed to do. Like I love that. So when your focus is not oh my God, I need to lose these five pounds or 10 pounds or, oh my God, why does it, yeah, like why does the scale look this certain way or why do I still look flabby? Instead of thinking that way, think about, okay, I'm doing this because I want to be healthy and I want to do better. And that's what I'm doing now too. So I can't, I'm not going to lose weight right now. At least I don't think my the doctor said that, yeah, I'll probably lose some weight just relaxing. So maybe, yeah, I'll lose some weight relaxing, but would I like to be thinner? Yes, right? But can I do anything right now to be thinner? The only thing I can do is continue, continuously eat healthy like I have before, walk, get steps in, and that's it, and just move my body a little bit. I can't go run. I can't be in this caloric deficit right now because it's not healthy for me. So I'm just doing the things that I can. So instead of falling into this depression because I can't do these things and eating pizza every night and eating burgers or whatever, I'm still choosing even though I can't lose weight and I can't, look the way that I would love to look. I'm still eating healthy. Why? Because I know that that's going to make me feel better. So I challenge you to think that way. Number two, taking care of yourself. I don't know who else feels this way, but when I'm feeling like I have body dysmorphia or a little bit insecure, I start to like get a little depressed, right? Like body doesn't make so much sense. It goes a little bit with depression. And so I start not taking care of myself. I start, well, I'm only going to wear makeup if we go to dinner on weekends. I'm not going to wear makeup to the gym. I'm not going to really care if my outfit matches that much. And like, I'm not really going to make the effort for myself. My skincare routine is going to go down to maybe just a moisturizer. If that, I'm going to shave my legs once a week. If that, shave my cooch once a week. If that, now I have laser, so it's good. So, but I'm saying like, it all correlates. So self Taking care of yourself and self-care is so important. So take time to dress up. Even if you're not feeling your best, dress up, wear makeup. Right now that I'm not loving my body, I know that I'm not comfortable working out in a sports bra, but I'm comfortable in my shorts and my outfit, right? So I'm going to put on a cute top. I'm going to wear the gym shorts that I want. I'm going to do my hair cute. Even if I'm not wearing makeup, I at least try to wear my hair slick back now. Chris loves the look now. He was like yesterday, he was like, damn, you look nice. And I was like, well, I'm not wearing makeup, but I still want to try. Like, I don't want to wear makeup to the gym today, which is all right. But I do want to make sure my hair looks decent. I don't want it to be on a rat's nest and just like un- not cute because then I don't feel cute. And if you go in g- the gym with like your oversized sweatpants and your T-shirt that has like milk stains on it, you're not going to feel cute. So take care of yourself. Dress up. Show up for yourself. Take the extra time to shave your legs, to do that um, self-care routine. And you'll start to feel better. Your body dysmorphia will probably still be there, but you'll overall start to feel better. And I think more than anything, now that I read this, it's about bringing up that serotonin and getting rid of any depression that you may have, which, you know, not everyone has the same case of depression. Some of you may need medication, but doing things like that can really help you get out of that negative um, headspace. So, 
um I'm just reading my notes. I put, it's easy to stop caring about yourself when you are here. Um, what I said, adding that extra step. And then build new self-care routines. Like for me, for example, I just started using the gua sha method, which is where you take that little tool and you, um, you know, scrape your face with it. To be honest, because I've been going through, I started this like two weeks ago. I bought it two weeks ago and I did it for like three, four days. And then I got the call about, you know, not being able to work out and things like that. And I got a little bit more depressed. And so I stopped doing it. I was like, you know what, what for my face still exploded. I don't feel good. I'm just like, whatever I was like, I was in the victim mentality and just like not feeling myself. And I'm, you know, I'm a human. I'm allowed to do that. But then I was like, nah, bitch. Like yesterday I was like, you need to get back on this routine. At least it'll help with your lymph nodes. And as I was doing it today too, like I could feel like crunching, which means my face is holding inflammation, which makes me feel good. Cause it makes me like, I'm not fucking crazy. My face is inflamed and it is because of everything that's going on, but I can at least do something to kind of help me with that. Right. And so try different methods for the things that you're struggling with. And if you can't go out and do cardio and run or whatever, go for a walk, do whatever you needs to do, but like start a new routine that will make you feel good about yourself. Also, number three, I put stop staring at yourself only to criticize. Um, <clears throat> when you're going through body dysmorphia, it's so easy to just look at yourself in the mirror and criticize every little thing about you, every little thing. Oh my God, my nose is too big. Oh my God, my face is round. Oh my God, look at this cellulite. Oh my God, my boobs hang too much. Oh my God, look at this little extra fat back. Oh my God, I didn't even notice I had this back roll. Look at this bra roll. Look at this, like there's so much that you can pick apart when, you have, when you're going through that. Um, and it's really hard not to look at those things. So what I try to do is if I'm not going to love the way that I look and be nice to myself, I'm not going to spend five minutes staring at myself in the mirror naked. I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to be in a good uh, headspace. And this whole like look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself how much you you love yourself. That does not work for everyone. OK, that doesn't work for me personally. I don't go to the mirror and I'm like, you sexy bitch. You look so like, no, I can't just fake it. And, and especially if you're someone like me who man is, is big into manifestation and stuff, you have to believe it. That's how manifestation works. And if I don't feel like it, if I don't believe that that's the way that I'm feeling, it's not going to come out naturally for me. And so that doesn't work for me. So what I do is if I'm feeling some sort of way, I don't look at myself, especially at the end of the day, what I do is wake up in the morning and look at myself, see how I'm feeling. If I'm waking up a little bit more bloated, I'm like, okay, I wonder why. Like, is it my period? Is it this or that? And I'll try to help myself. And then there's some mornings where I wake up and I'm like, wow, you're tighter. You look better. Could it have been that you were on your water game yesterday? Okay, makes sense. So maybe I need to keep up with my water game. So I like to start my morning looking at myself because that's when I feel the best and the flattest in the, my stomach. Because for me, that's the area that I struggle with the most. And then other than that, I will look at my, I know that I like the way that I look when my hair's done and my makeup and I have my nice outfit. So that's where I'll look at myself the most. I'll do spend time looking at myself when I'm like, okay, I look really good. I have a nice outfit on. We're going to go to dinner. And I like praise myself then. I'm like, damn girl, this looks good. Or wow, your waist actually looks nice in this. So don't look at yourself in the mirror if you're going to criticize yourself, but do look at yourself in the mirror and those moments that you're like, okay, I am feeling myself right now, or I really love my outfit. Let me look at myself in the mirror and really praise myself. So that's the difference. Um, 
uh, what did I put right here? Um, the only thing about not looking at yourself naked though, is like, make sure that, um, you are progressing and you are like what I said, make sure you are looking at yourself in those moments that you need it and, and, and praise yourself because it's easy to just be like, well, I'm not going to look at myself ever. And then you start getting more depressed because you're like, well, I don't want, I don't like the way that I look. I don't want to look at myself. And then what ends up happening, it's, it goes, you go into like a downward spiral and you'll start eating out more. You'll start like, being like, well, I'm not looking at myself in the mirror so I could eat more pizza or I can eat this whole large pizza by myself and this type of ice cream and these hot Cheetos. Like you, like that's when it's really scary because a binge sort of cycle can begin because you're not looking at yourself in the mirror. You're not being like realistic with the way that you look and who, like what you see. So you start to be like, well, what's the point of uh, taking care of myself if I don't look at myself? So let me start just eat whatever I want and do whatever I want because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. No, 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 no. please don't do not do that because at the end of the day, that is not progressing. That's regressing. You'll end up gaining more weight and your confidence. That's not a good way to build up your confidence. What I mean is make sure you're not looking at yourself just to tear yourself apart. So make sure that the steps you are doing are for progressive progression and not regression. Because like I said, it's really easy. I've been there before. I've been there where I don't look at myself in the mirror and then I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm not like, I just go in the shower. So I'm not, I don't really care. So let me eat this whole medium, large pizza by myself or, and this whole tub of ice cream and these five Krispy Kreme donuts. I've been there. I know what it feels like and I know how uncomfortable it is. So it is a little important to look at yourself so you can see where you're at and it'll help you be like, okay, well, you know what? I am bloated today, probably because I ate that pizza. So tomorrow I'm going to eat healthy so that I feel better. And then the next day you'll eat healthy and then you'll realize, damn, you actually do feel better and you'll wake up looking better too. So that's what I mean by just make sure you're looking at yourself in the mirror to be, to impact your life more positively than negatively. All right, I put writing in your journal or speaking things you are grateful for make a big difference. So of course, gratitude is so important. You'll, you know, coming from a place of gratitude rather than a negative headspace is always going to help you out. You're always going to feel better. And like, you know, you'll start to focus on the things that really matter. And, and, and for me right now that I'm dealing with body dysmorphia, I have also dealt with a little bit of guilt because I'm like, man, I hate my body, but like, I, why am I like so obsessive over that when I have so much stuff to be grateful for, to live for. Like my life is amazing. I have two amazing pups at home. I have an amazing husband who loves my body, by the way, and is always supportive, who I enjoy, you know, my life with. We have an amazing time together. We enjoy going out. To, we have so many of the same similarities, which I'm so thankful for. We, we love and enjoy going out to eat together. We love doing different things together. My life has been great. Work has been going well. Like I'm not an ugly person. I do feel beautiful. Like there's days where I am beautiful. So why am I so fixated on this? And you know, it, it's, I will say one of the things, and I posted this during prep is out of everything in the world, money and whatever, health is so important and you don't realize how much you take your health for granted until you're unhealthy, which I feel like I am in the moment, obviously, with not only just being sick with whatever flu I have, but with my health, I don't feel good. My body is struggling. So when your body is not healthy, it impacts every area of your life. And it's so easy to just 
feel that because it's affecting everything. If you don't feel good, if your body doesn't feel good, your whole energy state that you're giving out isn't the best because you genuinely don't feel good. But regardless of that, being more grateful and showing gratitude is something that I've been working on. I've been waking up, even though like I can't go run, I've been waking up and going for walks and just like saying out loud, like, thank you to the universe for like, you know, I'm so grateful for being alive today. I'm not healthy yet, but I'm alive and I'm walking and I can breathe. My family's alive. My husband's alive. The business is doing well. Like, I am showing gratitude for everything that I have right now and I'm trying to because I don't want to be fixated on such a small thing like my body. That's not what life is about. And so I encourage you all to start showing gratitude for the things that you love. Write down the things that you, you're grateful for or speak it out to existence and stop putting so much attention on just yourself and your body. Do things that you love, like go read in your corner nook if you have one at home. Go out to dinner with friends. Uh, curl up and watch a movie with your pups if that's the thing that you like to do. Whatever it is that it fuels your life and brings you happy, happiness, try to do more of that instead of being so fixated on something like your body. Because, And I know I, I hate to say that, but it your body is meant to make you feel good and when it's not making you feel good it is a shitty shitty feeling but there's so many things other things in your life that i'm sure that you can be grateful for and just really thinking about those things can make you get out of the negative headspace that you're probably in and just impact your day just a little bit more even even when i'm feeling down like going for those walks at least have those 30 minutes where i'm feeling grateful and i'm feeling happy right now and i'm grateful for that i woke up this morning did that felt good in the morning came home and cried for an hour literally cried for like 30 minutes to grace because i felt so bad about the way that i looked and because i felt so bad about the way that i i feel right now and it's normal you know i'm going through that right but i can think back or like okay this morning was good and there's so many things that i can be grateful for i cried it out now let's go on with our day so i encourage you to do things that are going to bring more happiness into your life and you know i know that happiness does come from within you got to work on yourself but if you're not feeling it right now that happiness isn't just going to come out of you it's something you have to work on so working on being around the things that you love and working on yourself and taking time for yourself will help you build that happiness from within. But you can't just tell someone, hey, yeah, happiness comes from within if that person isn't fucking happy from within. It doesn't work that way. And I did say, I did talk to Chris about this today. I was like, you know, I'm feeling guilty because I worked on myself so much last year with therapy and everything. And now I feel like I'm struggling with this and like I can't handle it for some reason. Like I feel like I'm not, What's where's all those tools that I learned? And he was like, well, you're constantly changing and what you learned last year applied to something totally different than what you're struggling with now. And it made sense. I don't know why I thought that I could just like apply all those rules to this. And there's some things that I have been able to apply, but what I worked on in therapy last year and what I'm de dealing with right now are two completely different things. And so it's like, okay, well, this is such a great example of we are constantly changing and evolving as humans. And self-improvement and self-work is hard and it takes time and because there's so many different parts but it's so important to take time for yourself and work on yourself and I you know I didn't mention this on in the intro I think one of the things that has been hard too is I've been so focused on work and the galentines and this event that I'm doing that I haven't really all my free time has been going to planning that and cleaning the house and doing this and doing that and like I haven't really taken time for myself so these 30 minute walks 
have been really, really beneficial to me because now I feel like, okay, I am taking some time for myself and I'm working on myself, which I was doing a lot last year, but recently I just haven't. So that just proves another thing that it's so important for you to work on yourself and take the time that you need like say no sometimes if you gotta say no to hanging out with people so that you can really focus on that one-on-one time that you have with yourself um anyways all right uh number four i put ask yourself who you were trying to impress this was a hard one because uh you know this is a question chris asked me when i was crying to him in the car the other day about it uh, he's like who are you trying to impress Like you look amazing. I think you look amazing. Everyone around you thinks you look amazing. So is there someone you're trying to impress? Because the only person you should try to impress is yourself. And I was like, no, I think it is that I'm trying to impress myself, that I am so hard at myself and I hold myself on such a high standard that if I don't look a certain way, I feel like I am mediocre. I am mediocre. And so I am working on establishing more of a self-love with myself and not being like, okay, no, just because my body is not looking like lean competitive or to the extreme of these like, you know, BBL, big boobs, tight stomach, big butt, it doesn't mean that I'm mediocre. It just means that, you know, I'm normal and I'm constantly working myself and I'm more relatable because 90% of the population probably looks like me. We're normal people, right? So Asking yourself who you're trying to impress and making sure that the only person that you're trying to impress is yourself and just giving yourself a little bit more self-love, which is hard, but I'm trying to do that every single day. And it might just be a little bit. Some days it's a lot more, but you know, with body dysmorphia, one minute you can look good and one minute you feel like you look like shit. And there's so many things that come into place if you just ate, you feel bloated, whatever. But just giving yourself a little bit of self-love is so, so important um, when you're dealing with this. And then lastly, I put, do we all go through days of liking ourselves and vice versa? Because I had one of you girls ask me like, hey, I am so confident but I still deal with body dysmorphia. So it makes me feel like I'm not confident. Am I just like lying to myself and telling myself that I'm not confident, even though I'm still dealing with body dysmorphia? And no, absolutely not. That is not the case because I am confident. I love who I am as a person. I love my personality. I know what I offer. I know what I bring to the table personality wise and brain wise, I guess, like what I believe, like my thoughts and everything, like who I am as a person to the core, I am confident in, I love who I am. And when I walk into a room, even though I'm dealing with a little bit of body dysmorphia, I'm confident as fuck because I know who I am. The thing is that we all are going to deal with body dysmorphia at some point. It's inevitable to not wake up some days and not like what you see in the mirror some days, especially like I said, there's so many things that contribute to the way that you look. If you ate a bad meal, if you didn't drink a lot enough water, if you're bloated because of period, if you're bloated because you have IBS, there's so many different things. So it is absolutely normal for you to look at yourself in the mirror some days and be like, okay, you know what? I'm not really loving what I see, but I promise you, you probably the next day are like, you know what? I actually do like what I see. It's temporary moments. There are more cases like, you know, what I'm going through right now where it's more of a body dysmorphia that I'm actually going to have to really like work on and try to pin down why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling and really take the steps needed every single day to make myself feel better. But as far as like a little bit of body dysmorphia, everyone I feel like has it, everyone, especially, and I mean, I had it back in the like 
last year, I've, you know, I would wake up some days and feel more bloated and not really like the way that I see. And there'd be some days where I'm like, man, I feel fat today. And that'd be that. And that'd be just one day. And then the next day I'd be like, damn, I look good. It's normal. I think that, that severe case, that's so like not severe at all. It's such a small amount of body dysmorphia that I think it's normal. And I wouldn't, it, it's not something to like, I wouldn't blame you if you did, because look at social media, like all we see is all these models and all these things. And it's hard not to compare yourself to that. And especially now, look at all these trends. BBLs were such a trend like four years ago. And I mean, there's still a little bit of a trend. Now it's more of a natural BBL versus the big, big BBLs. And look at the Kardashians now. Now they're trying to get everyone to be fucking skinny as a stick. Like the whole um, diabetes medication, that the whole thing that I don't even know the name of it that was going like viral last week because the Kardashians are taking it and it's going to make you lose weight to look like them. Like this is why we have issues is because of social media, because we're constantly going on there and comparing ourselves and it makes us unhappy. So that is the number one thing. I'm not saying social media is the devil and don't be on it because obviously my job entails being on social media. I'm just saying, make sure that what you're seeing isn't fucking with your mental health and you're not comparing yourself to someone. I recently had to stop following certain people or muting certain people because I am, I'm not going to lie guys right now. I'm so fixated on having a bigger ass. Like I just want a bigger ass. I want a big butt. I do. I want one. And I have been fixated on all these girls with bigger butts and I keep comparing my butt to theirs and I feel so unhappy. Why? Because I keep comparing myself to that. And I'm like, okay, well maybe I should go get a BBL. And maybe, well, I don't, I don't know about a BBL, but maybe like an implant. But what would my followers think if I have an implant? Like what, like, I, should I, do I really want to change who I am? Like, for because of what I'm feeling right now is this just a momentary feeling like I'm not gonna lie I've been thinking about all those things and it is hard especially because of my job because I one of the things I I want a big butt but I do not ever want you girls to to be like damn she's so fake and I know I shouldn't care about what anybody else anyone else has to say but I do care about the people that support me because you guys look up to me for a certain reason and do I want to portray do I want to be someone Who's fake? Is that someone who I want to be? I know I have my fake boobs and I know I get my lips done. I just retouch them. But do I want to be more plastic? Is that something that's really going to bring me happiness? And that's one of the questions I keep asking myself because something like that to me isn't something that you just go under the knife and get. For me, it's a really big decision. There's a lot of consequences. There's a lot of things for me to think about. And so it's not something that I take very lightly. So it's making me quite the more I see that on social media, the more I'm questioning like, okay, well maybe I should do it and maybe I should do it. And because I don't look like that. So make sure that what you see is not making you feel worse about yourself than you already do. And it's making you compare yourself to look a certain way because that is an awful feeling. And I'm telling you this because I've been going through it and it's a shitty ass feeling. So I've been muting people that I feel like it has nothing to do with them. I'm happy for them. And I do not want to be an envious person or want to be like, oh, stupid bitch, like hate on them. Like I don't, I really, really don't, but I need to mute them and I need to not follow that because I know that right now my mental health isn't where it needs to be, that I can look at that and be like, okay, I feel nothing. Right. And I'll know I'll get to that point again, but right now I just, I'm not there. So you might not be there and it's okay to unfollow people that you feel like are causing you that, that distress. So 
I just wanted to say that does not make you any less confident than you are because I feel like I am confident. Just because I have body dysmorphia does not make me feel like I hate myself and I'm not a confident woman because I am, but I am struggling with my self-image right now. And, you know, I know that it's normal, especially for me after post-show, to deal with body dysmorphia, but I did not expect it to be as bad as it is right now. So it is something that I'm working on and I wanted to, to talk about it today because I, I obviously wanted it to be relevant to what I'm going through in life. And I was hoping that it would help some of you girls, especially the ones that are asking me about it daily, you know, and if you do have a severe case, please do not be afraid to go and seek help because um, they do have, uh, I put it right here, treatment may include cognitive behavioral therapy or serotonin medication, which is probably anxiety and depression medication um, that can help you. So therapy may be a great tool. Therapy helped me so much last year and if I feel like I, in a few weeks, am still in the same headspace, I'm probably going to seek a therapist for this specific issue because I want to get better. And I know I'm going to get better and I know it's going to take time for my body to heal and do everything. But being in this present moment sucks. Feeling like this way sucks. So I just want to do what I can to help myself as much as possible because the last thing that I want to do is see Jasmine in a bed crying because that is not the person that I want to be. And I'm getting emotional thinking about it because I don't want to be her. I want to be the happy person that I was. And I want to love my body fully. And as a person of influence, I want to be able to showcase that to you guys. I don't want to come on here and be like, you know, like I said, I'm not here to play the victim card. Like, oh my God, she's going through this. Uh, but like, why she still looks good like I want you to know that I'm still human and I deal with this stuff and I wasn't expecting to deal with it as much as I'm dealing with it now um you know but I don't regret my decision of competing ever I'm really happy but I am really upset that I'm dealing with everything that I'm doing now um I've I'm not upset in the sense of like like why is this happening to me it's more of like I I hate that I feel this way but I know that I just have to be patient and I'll get better. So um, I just wanted to share those things with you guys. Please seek help. Please don't be embarrassed to seek help if you need it. I hope that these, t t these tips resonated with you guys. I'm sorry my voice is all raspy. <coughs> I'm so dried out from just being sick and not having water right now. But next week's episode is going to be about binge eating, which kind of correlates with this episode. And I've been getting a lot of requests for it. I don't per personally... I haven't dealt with binge eating before. Like I've, yeah, like after prep, I overate a little bit, but I'm, I haven't dealt with like binge eating. So if you have, and you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please let me know. I would love to have you on. And if you have gone through that and you have tips that you want to share, please, please let me know. You can either send them to me and I'll give you credit. Or if you want to be a guest on the podcast, especially if you live in Houston, I would love to have you on. If not, if I can figure out like, uh, um, of, what is it, a Zoom call or something, um, we can figure it out. But I would love to have someone on here who's dealt with it, who has tips to help because binge eating is so something also that I don't take lightly because it's also a disorder that is very, very hard to combat. So we will be talking about that next week. Anyways, I am so grateful for you are all. I apologize that I didn't make an episode last week. Like I said, I was dying with whatever this flu thing is, but I'm doing better. I hope to see you guys all Saturday if you guys are local to the Houston area. Um, if not, we'll see each other next Thursday. All right, bye guys.
Oh, 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 oh,